to Season 2, Episode 8 of Yes, You're a Writer. I'm Ariel. With me, as always, is author Joe Whittemore. Hi, Joe. Hey, Ariel. So we're continuing our talk uh, from the last episode about synopsis. Yes, we are indeed. And if you remember from last time, we were going over the when we were talking about why you're having trouble with synopses, um, because you feel it's all important. So we talked about ways to narrow it down. And this time, we're going to talk about all the other points. <laughs> <laughs> so let's jump right into it. Um, one of the points that we said was a reason that people have a problem writing synopses is because they don't know what's important, right? And so there are ways to get around this. Um, as we discussed earlier, you need to figure out what your hook is if you don't know. That's what a lot of times what holds people back in writing a synopsis is they don't know what the most important part of their story is. And so they don't know what to uh, revolve everything else around. Okay. Right? So they kind of feel like they need to put all of it because they don't know what is the most important thing. So once again, um, when we're talking about a hook, a hook is your unique contribution to literature, right? Um, usually when we talk about a hook, the easiest way to explain a hook is to define it as something familiar to the reader, but, or, and your unique piece of it, right? So you start with what's familiar to people, and then you throw in your unique twist on it. So for example, uh, this story is post-apocalyptic, which is familiar to a lot of people, but fashion designers were the only ones that survived. <laughs> That's unique, right? That's not sure, been done yeah. before. So anyway, so that's what you can do. Um, and the hook is also the part of your story that piques a reader's interest, right? That's that's what makes them want to read it. That's what makes it stand out as something different than the other stuff. Um, you can also, when you're figuring out the point of your story, because obviously the point of your story is that a big change has happened or is about to happen, right? Because otherwise... There is no story. If, if, if your story is about everything being exactly the same, <laughs> that's not a story. That is just the status quo. So you're talking about the change. And the point of your story is, what does the main character do with that change? Or do they accept the change? Are they trying to, do they, are they trying to go against the change? Are they trying to prevent it? Are they trying to speed it up? Are they trying to slow it down? And how your character is reacting to that change is that what's important in your story. Right? Mm -hmm. The change is yeah. important. Whatever the change is is important. But also your character's reaction to the change is important. Right. And what does the main character have to gain or lose because of this change? So those are all important things to focus on. And then a bigger picture, a little bit bigger picture, what is the story about? Right? We've talked before about internal arc and external arc. And if you want to elaborate on that, what is internal arc versus external arc? So there's an internal arc of the character themselves, Correct. right? That they're right. going through kind of in their head almost or emotionally, however you want to look at it. And then there's the external arc of things going on about the world around them that involve multiple characters. Correct. And so there's there's the kind of the, the growth and the path internally of the character as a person. And then there's the overall story that involves multiple people. Exactly. So you need to, these are things you need to establish before you're writing your synopsis. You need to know, and please, God, I hope you have these things in your story. <laughs> you need to have an internal arc. You need to have an external arc. Uh, some plot points to think about and write these down and then put just a brief summary of each one of these. And that kind of helps you do out your synopsis. Um, so the status quo, we've said that before, um, is, the, is what's going on right now, the current state of things. What is your character's life? And again, you're not going into this huge, elaborate description of the past. You're, you're just giving a brief snapshot, right, of what your character is currently going through because that's what's going to let us know when, there, when the change occurs, 
that's how we know there is a change because we knew how things were before the change. Mm -hmm. So we know this is something different. So you, you tell the audience what the status quo is. You tell them what the inciting incident is. Again, that's the change. What's change. What is changing in the story that's going to spur your main character into action? You have to define the main character's plan, right? So what is the main character going to do? But Is this something that they want so they're just not going to do anything and they're just going to kick back and let it happen? <laughs> but of course, even if, that, if they, even if they decide to do that, something goes wrong, right? When characters are like, oh, change is coming, awesome. No, I'm just going to stay with this. Then, then something happens and they, have, they do eventually have to come up with a plan because there has to be a problem in your story for it to be a good story. The main character can't have it all easy. That's not a story. So the main character's plan, you need to have a plan for the main character. You need to have a result of that plan, right? Like what a, happens after they go after it. Exactly. And because, and like we've said many times, and I'm sure you know by now, the first plan will not pan out. Mm -hmm. Because the main character is going based off of the knowledge they currently have, which is not enough. Because again, if they had all the knowledge they needed, they would not have a problem to begin with. Right. So they're going with their current limited knowledge and they're devising a plan. It's not going to work. Here is going to be what happens because of that plan. And now because of that, your main character has to realize, oh, that didn't work. I wonder why. And that's when they have their reflective moment and they grow. These, again, these are things you need to put in your synopsis. So your main character is going to reflect and grow. And then your main character is going to come up with a new plan, right? Because they are tenacious and they will... <laughs> that's true. As God is their witness, they will never go hungry again. So the main character is going to come up with a new plan. And they may come up with two or three more plans that don't pan out, depending on how epic you want this novel to be. But eventually, one of their plans will work, and, that, and then you'll have a resolution to the story. And again, I've mentioned this before when I talk about synopsis, you don't need to be, be doing teasers. You don't need to keep anything from the reader of the synopsis. You need to lay it all out there. This is the plans. This is what actually worked for them. The end, right? So yeah. that's because, again, we're not trying to keep things from the reader at this point. We want them to know what our story is about because we want them to buy our story, okay? So those are things that you can do when you're not sure what is most important, okay? And then what can you do? Another thing we talked about is people don't like to write synopsis because they don't understand how, how short a synopsis should be. So I'm going to explain this briefly. One to two pages. Period. Period. <laughs> That's a synopsis of how long to write a synopsis. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're, don't, you don't need to rewrite the entire book. This is something you should be able to write, to tell your story, to describe your story in one to two pages. If you can't do that, you don't know your story well enough. So you need to be able to, to narrow that down because, and even elevator pitches are even shorter than that. Elevator pitches are one to two sentences. So I'm being generous telling you that you can have one to two pages <laughs> for a synopsis. Okay, so short synopsis, and I'm, now I'm going on. I realize this is longer than <laughs> my explanation was trying to be. But short synopsis, one to two pages. Okay. Um, another problem that people have with writing synopsis is they feel like they're too lazy to do it, right? It's, it's so long, it's so hard, it's so difficult, I don't want to do it. Uh, I'm just going to put it off. Okay, so Aunt Jo here is going to have a little come-to-Jesus meeting with you, a little tough love. Is this a hobby for you, or is this a career? Right? If you're just writing for fun and it's a hobby, then don't worry about the synopsis. Just have fun writing, self-publish, or you know, just hand the you know the spiral notebook over to your friends and family. Let them read it. That's fine. If you see this as a career, you need to take this seriously. Right? You don't. 
when you're trying to find a job, you don't not fill out a resume and you don't not apply for jobs because it's hard and it's difficult and you don't feel like it. If you want this to be a career, you have to put in the legwork, and I promise you, writing synopsis is one of the least onerous tasks you will end up having to do when you look at the grand picture, right? Because you just wrote probably at least a 300-something page book. Yeah, a couple pages extra on top is... It's not going to kill you. Trivial. Okay? So get off your butt, or actually get off, get in, get on your butt, because you need to go sit in your chair. <laughs> to write. <laughs> so go sit your butt in chair... And write the freaking synopsis because I want you to be successful. If this is a career that you want, I want you to be successful because if you are successful, and you, especially if you write in my field, and then people read your book and they're going to want to read more books, guess what? They're eventually going to find me. Ha ha ha. So I want you to be successful. I want you to write the synopsis. Don't let this be the thing that holds you back because if you have everything else but this synopsis done and that's the only thing keeping you from hitting send, please just write the synopsis. Okay, so that's me getting off my soapbox about that. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk to you about is how can you make your synopsis not sound like poo, right? Because a lot of people <laughs> don't want to write the synopsis because if they, they're afraid that if they write the synopsis and they're summing their book up in one to two pages, they're going to make their book sound bad with the synopsis, okay? So here are some things I want to tell you to avoid that will help, help you keep your synopsis from sounding, making the book sound bad. So you want to avoid those secondary character plots unless they directly affect the main character or they tie back into the main character's dilemma. And so what I'm talking about when I talk about secondary character plots is maybe romances, side romances of the side okay. characters, right? Yeah. Or, you know, if they're having a, going through a divorce or maybe one of their kids is acting up. And, I mean, we care about these secondary characters, but the story is not their story. The story is the main character's story. So unless those secondary plot points tie back into the main character, then we don't need them in a synopsis. That's what the book is for. You need to avoid poetic text and overwrought descriptions. Okay? And you should be avoiding these in your book as well. But that, the synopsis is not the time to say, on a clear, brisk morning when the leaves were turning and the birds were... It's like, no, that's, keep that out of synopsis. Get down to brass tacks and right. just describe what happened Exactly. In the book. Keep K-I-S-S. Keep it simple. Silly. I'm not going to call you stupid. I'm calling you silly. Keep it simple. Okay? Um, avoid distracting text. And a lot of people, under, they, they treat um, a, a synopsis kind of like a script. Oh, yeah. So they feel the need to capitalize <laughs> a main character's name or underline a main character's name or italicize certain things. You don't need to do that, okay? It's distracting. It's, it's pulling itself out because if, especially if you keep doing it over and over, you keep, it sounds like you're shouting, right? So you don't need to capitalize the main character. You're just, re, you're just act like you're just writing a letter to a friend and you're saying, oh, so I wrote this book about this. And, you, and you, if, you're writing, if you're telling a story to a friend, you don't go, and so I was like, Jenny! And you, you don't mean you don't talk like that, right? Right. So don't write like that, because that's not how you would, you would tell a friend about a book. Okay, um, also avoid dialogue in a synopsis. Because again, the dialogue is for the story itself. Yeah. And when you're writing the synopsis, you're writing it, and the people actually wonder this a lot, if they should write a synopsis in third person or first person or whatever. And even if it's a first person story, you should still write it in third person, the synopsis, as if it's happening to someone else. Okay. okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're writing that third person synopsis, you're just kind of you're just the narrator. You're just telling everything that's happened to the characters, and you're going to leave out dialogue because again, it's distracting and it takes away from the point of the story, or the brief summary of the story, I should say. 
you're going to avoid personal opinions, okay? Because we're not turning in something. Even if, you, even if your story is wrought with personal opinions, you leave them out of the synopsis because, again, you're just, the, you're just the narrator of the story, right? So you're just relaying the events that happened. You, you know, you're not going to say, then the dog ate his lunch. That evil piece of crap. Cats are so much better, right? Even if, you ha- even if that's your personal opinion. <laughs> I like dogs, by the way, so please, no hate mail. Anyway. So leave those personal opinions out. They can go in the story, if you're, especially if you're writing first person. Main character can have all kinds of personal opinions. But for the synopsis, again, you're just a third person narrator relaying the point of a story to somebody. Okay, avoid details that don't drive the plot. Right? Because, again, we're talking about bare bones. If it's a yeah. side detail, like, you know, if, she, if, the, if the main character has a ton of costume changes, but it's not related to the point of the story, if it's just like every day she... Especially a lot of times you see this um, in Chiclet, or I should say, you know, rom-coms, things like that, where people feel the need to say what the brand is. Oh. You know, I picked up my Coach purse and put on my Kate Spade strappy sandal. So those kind of details you don't need, unless, again, unless that's the point of the story. Like, for example, it's, if it's something like The Devil Wears Prada, where it's Im- yeah. important to touch on those points because fashion is very, very important in that but if it's something where the main character just happens to dress well, you can say she's a snappy dresser. You don't have to go into the detail of the brands and what she happened to be wearing at the beginning of the book and the end of the book. Those are just is too many details. Avoid over-explaining. Okay? And you should, again, you should also be avoiding doing this in your story because you need to trust that your reader is smart enough to connect the dots. That being said, there's some, you also need to have someone else read over your work. Right, that's the whole point of having a critique partner or someone critique your work, is so that they can make sure even when you're not over-explaining that everything makes sense. Okay, you want to avoid an open ending. I've I've talked about this a little while ago, but again, we're not teasing. We're actually going to tell the editor or the agent exactly how the story plays out, because they're going to want to be like, okay, that's a good story. Okay, I want to read. I want to read all the extra details about it. Okay. You want to avoid telling the reader how they should feel. Because, again, people get different things out of stories. Yeah, I mean, it's art. You don't want to dictate, you know, a person's reaction to the story. Let them experience that on their own. Exactly. So you don't want to say this part, this sad tale. Well, you know, let me... Because for one thing, there's, and there's, a, there's two reasons why that doesn't work. And a third reason, like you just mentioned, is you want people to be able to, to, to do, you know, get from it what they will. But one of the reasons is you're setting an expectation. If you say, oh, this is a sad story of, and so the reader is going into it expecting it to be sad, what if it's not sad to them? Yeah. Right? You've just blown their expectation. Mm-hmm. Or if it's sad and they find it sad, then they feel like you've spoiled it for them because you I gave it away. It. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Right? So don't, don't tell the reader how they should feel. Don't tell the reader the emotions of the story. Let them get that for themselves. And... In keeping with that, you also want to avoid telling the reader what they should get from the story. Because again, people get their own messages from a story. They're going to pull different things. And if it isn't what you think it is, again, they're going to be like, I didn't get that. No, this story's bad. Yeah, and I mean, even if you, even if you want to let someone, if you, if you really want to f- drive home the point that you, that you wanted to, dr- to drive from right. the story, you're going to have to let folks discover that on their own. Exactly. You, you can't have, you know, at the end say, you know, 
it was it was all about the ke- the chemical chemtrails or something. Yes. It's like whatever it is that yeah. you're trying to think. Be subtle about it. Just let people discover it on their own. Exactly. Because again, going back to the over-explaining, that's over-explaining. You're not yeah. trusting that the reader will figure that out on their own. Okay? Yeah. So those are all things to avoid. Again, I'm going to go over them real quick. You want to avoid secondary character plots unless they affect the main character. You want to avoid poetic text and overwrought descriptions. You want to avoid distracting text. And I'm talking about putting the main character's name in all caps or underlining or italics when it's not necessary. You want to avoid putting dialogue in your synopsis. You want to avoid personal opinions in your synopsis. You want to avoid details that don't drive the plot. You want to avoid over-explaining. You want to avoid an open ending. And you want to avoid telling the reader how they should feel or what they should get from the story. Here are some things that you should embrace. All right. Because we talked about all the bad. Let's talk about the good, okay? You want to embrace only what affects the main character and the point of the story. Because like I said, the book is where you're going to put all that other stuff, mm-hmm. right? So this synopsis is about a main character, or maybe you have a couple main characters. It's about these characters. This is the true story <laughs> so, <laughs> of seven people. I'm like, aw, real world, bless. Anyway, so this is their story, and so you want to focus on the important parts of their story, not what the weather was like, not who was playing a baseball game. Embrace only what affects the main character and the point of the story. Embrace simplicity. Make the plot easy to follow. A lot of times people feel like, oh, you know, they're going to love if I put all these twists and turns in. No. I mean, I get that you need to have some twists and turns because, like I said, the main character's first plan isn't going to work. They need a backup plan. They need, you know, they need to come. But if you have too many things that are twists and turns, and especially if you're trying to write it in a short form where you can't, provide all the details that are going to help explain what happened, it's too confusing, okay? So you want to keep that synopsis simple. You want to embrace the facts. You want, you don't, again, we're not getting put the personal opinion. You're just going to put down the facts of what happened. This is the main character. It's like kind of like writing a newspaper article, right? You do the who, what, when, where, why. Yeah. So you want to embrace just the facts, ma'am, you know, just put the facts in there. You want to embrace the third person, like I said before. We're not doing a first person thing here. You want to embrace a tone that's representative of the text. And this is important, right? And the reason why we do this is because, say you're, you're writing a funny story, but you write the synopsis in like very macabre. Yeah. Right? Or you write it like a thriller, but then your reader reads it and it's like, this is not... Right. This is not what I right. This is not what I signed up for. I was expecting, or or say, if you write something really, really funny and light for the synopsis, and then the story is something dark and horrible, and you're like, oh, this is not the fun light book that I thought it was. Okay. So you need to make sure that your synopsis, the tone, represents what the text of the book is actually going to be about. Um, and then finally, you want to embrace transitional words, like meanwhile and later. That's what's going to help you when you're trying to write a short synopsis and skip over big chunks of your book. The meanwhile, the later, you know, those words, those transitional words are what's going to help you skip through different parts, you know, the next day, something like that. So those are things to embrace. Embrace only what affects the main character and the point of the story. Embrace simplicity. Embrace the facts. Embrace third person Embrace a tone that's representative of the text and embrace transitional words like meanwhile and later. Very that's cool. what I got for you guys. Cool. So this concludes kind of our discussion, our two-part discussion on uh, writing a synopsis for your work. Yep. 
Awesome. I hope it helps, guys. Yeah. So, Joe, where can people find more of your stuff? Uh, so, you can go to my website, www.joewittemore.com, and you can see my books on there. You can see a link to our past podcasts. Um, you can see a link to my Twitter accounts. You can follow me on Twitter. And, uh, Ariel, where can people write to us with questions and comments? Shoot your questions, comments to yyawpod. That's yyawpod at gmail.com. All righty. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.